Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College basketball heat check. We are in the building. We have the head coach. Uh, I, I don't even want to introduce him. I almost want to let him introduce himself. He's doing so much right now. Uh, but excited about uh, having the head coach here. Still in first place, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Coach? Today, yeah, as of today. Yeah. Had a game postponed today, so we got to steal him while he's in first place. They're playing uh, as hot as anybody in the country. and has really turned this program around. Um, is this is year three or year, year two? Three. Year, year three. three. So you're three, COVID almost has his asterisk. So I was thinking two, that's what I'm saying. Um, So anyway, coach, welcome to the show. So excited to have you, man. Uh, Kennesaw State in the building. Tell us a little bit about the journey. Don't talk about this team only, but tell us about the journey of you being a head coach so far. What has it been like? Uh, and obviously you're having success now, so it's a lot easier to tell the story. Well, you know, first off, Brian, I appreciate you and Eli having me on, man. Um, you know, like we were talking about before we jumped on air, man, just to have this platform to uh, allow people to tell their stories and their journey and, you know, hopefully, you know, doing it in a way where it not only benefits us, but it benefits somebody else as well. You know, so I really appreciate you guys uh, allowing me to be on. You know, this journey, man, you know, uh, I think the thing I think about a, a lot, you know, is, and I've heard my parents say it to me, but, but you know, Kobe Bryant said it the best uh, at his retirement speech when he was saying, you know, people think that the destination is the dream, but the dream is actually the journey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, three years ago when, when, when I was fortunate enough to get this job, you know, you got all the great things in the world in your mind you know you're going to do it this way you're going to do this and this is the success you're going to have but you know and in, in, in my dad he said all the time you know we can plan but god is the best of planners and um you know it's been a it's been a a journey it's been a challenge but i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world just because um where we have it today from where it started um you know and the growth the uncomfortableness that that came with all of it you know, my staff, myself, the guys in this program, we're all better from it, you know. So, again, to 
to go from one win in our first year to, you know, we're sitting at eight and eight right now, three and zero in conference uh, first place. And, you know, it's a, it's just really, it's a testament to, you know, the, the great people we have around us, you know, how we were raised, but it's, at the end of the day, you know, these guys in our program, they've chose to believe in each other and believe in what we want to do. And, you know, it's been paying off as of late. Yeah, coach, uh, I think just to go back to kind of the start of this journey and, and your time as assistant, I, I'd love to know what went into heading to Kennesaw State and maybe what attracted you to the job and, and this big opportunity. No, great question, Eli. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I've been fortunate, you know, as an assistant to have some some great mentors, guys that I've worked for. Um, you know, I worked for Tom Crean recently at Georgia. Um Brian Gregory, who was at Georgia Tech at one point, um, Doug Wojcik at the College of Charleston, um, who who had a, a big impact on my career. But Billy Kennedy, you know, was my high school, my my college coach. I'm sorry, he was my college coach at Southeast Louisiana. Gave me my start in in the business at Murray State, and uh, just his impact and influence on me, uh, not only as a coach, but just really as a as a man, as a leader, uh, as a father, as a husband, has been, you know. Uh, and really, really valuable, man. Um, so that part of it has been great. Uh, probably about three or four years ago, maybe five years ago now, actually, I sat down and I did a vision board um, and, and took some logos of some some schools that I, you know, may have either worked at, visited, you know, admired or whatever it was or knew a little bit about. And I, you know, I remember putting the logo along with some other stuff on this vision board. And Kennesaw State was actually one of the logos. Um, because I went to high school maybe 15 minutes from here at Wheeler High School. And so um, I, every year I would come back and, um, you know, go to Lake Point recruiting or just recruiting in general. Um, man, it, you know, you just see the campus grow and grow. And obviously being here in Atlanta, fertile hotbed of recruiting, uh, knowing the area as well as I knew it, man, it was, it was, you know, one of those things where I'm like, man, it's got great potential. You know, so when it came open, you know, you all you want is an opportunity sometimes, you know, and um, when that opportunity showed itself, uh, it was, you know, it was one that I wanted to go after, uh, not knowing the ins and outs of it. But again, I, I knew enough about it to know that I thought we could do great things here. And um, I think we're on our way. You know, the job isn't done yet. Even when you get there, the job is still work to do. Um, and, and I understand that we understand it. And, you know, just, you know, we're really looking forward to uh, what's coming. So playing uh, and now coaching alongside Billy Kennedy and spent time with Tom Crean and really some notable names in this sport. Is there anything in particular that uh, maybe rubbed off on you or some things that you learned from them that you have now applied to this job or, or even just in life in general? Well, yeah, I, I think um, I think if, it, if anything, I think it's leadership. Um and, and understanding, you know, when you're, I think the biggest thing I, I learned from Coach Kennedy uh, and, and all of the coaches that I worked for, you know, they had this characteristic for the most part. But Coach Kennedy, you know, because he was the head coach and he was the leader, you would have never known because he was such a servant, you know, of, of everybody in the program. Um, you know, we took care, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, in those jobs at Murray State and at Texas A&M, you know, we wanted to make sure coach's job was easy, but I think we had that that kind of battery in our back or that motivation because 
he was the example for us every day, you know, and uh, when you see that, um, it, it, like he always reminded me of my parents, you know, even going to play for my parents, you know, they were the leader of, of our house, obviously, but they were serving us as as children at the time. Right. Um, but along with, you know, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, we had the right values and principles and beliefs, you know, so Billy Kennedy, I think what I learned from him was, you know, be the example that you want, you know, be the example that you, you know, of character that you want to see in your players. Uh, and not just as a coach, you know, his wife, Mary, uh, and his daughter, AC, they traveled literally almost to every game with us. And just to watch him interact with them on the road, how attentive he was to them. Um, you know, today as a, as a husband and a father of three, um, you know, as that had an impact on me, you know, I'm always trying to make sure I'm, I'm, balancing it out as much as I can <laughs> if you if, but um but yeah you know that I think that was the one thing I took from from him off the court you know on the court you know it was just you know have a have a defensive mindset you know that the defense travels um in that part you know I think you look at all the great teams in the history of you know college basketball you know even last year I think people talk about Baylor and you know how how good they were offensively but you look at how good they were defensively too um and and they were you know they were really good same with Gonzaga you know Gonzaga scored but they were really good defensively as well um so that part you know I wanted to make sure you know from a defensive standpoint that was our, our identity um lastly I would say this you know uh up until I worked for coach Crean I, I never really worked for a uh quote-unquote offensive guy um and I think what I took from him was wanting to have a pace of play offensively that could uh, match, you know, what we wanted to do defensively. So again, I, I've been unbelievably fortunate, you know, to be around some really good basketball coaches, uh, not just the head coaches I worked for. I've worked with, uh, you know, guys like Chad Dollar, uh, Jamal Walker, who was at Grand Canyon, uh, Dusty May, who's the head coach at FAU, Steve Prome, who was the head coach at Murray State and at uh, Iowa State. Um, I mean, these guys, Joe Scott, I tell you, at, at Air Force now, you know, in Princeton and just to be able to learn from those guys was uh, it was really cool. You know, uh, and, and, you know, I think one of the guys who probably had the biggest impact on me would be out and he's an assistant right now in Texas would just be Yurik Malagy. Um, just, you know, his his prowess and understanding of not just the game, but recruiting and things like that and how he went about it. I, I, I've been impacted at a high level. So I'm just really fortunate of the guys that I've worked for and worked with. You mentioned family briefly. What's it like trying to strike that balance between, you know, uh, we've talked to, to a lot of coaches on here who are fathers, mm -hmm. have little ones or some yeah. that are teenagers. Like that's, that's a tough balance, but I think uh, a lot of coaches maybe take what they have in their coaching lives and try to apply it to family. How do you, how do you feel that you strike that balance? You know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's work. Um, and, and, and more importantly than work, it's, uh, it's being conscious of, um, finding that time and making that time. Uh, I find it a challenge sometimes because in a sense, you know, my motivation, um, and why I, why I coach, you know, obviously I, I've wanted to impact guys on a, on a bigger level and help them learn from the experiences I've had. But it's also, you know, my motivation is when I get up, I want to provide the best life possible for my wife and my, my two girls and my son, you know? So when I'm in the office, like part of me is like, well, no, like you, you're doing what you're supposed to do, 
But then at the same time, too, nothing's more important than being present. So what I try to make sure I do is when I'm at the office, uh, I'm efficient with my time. Uh, I, I don't play office. I don't sit in here all night. Um, I get my work done. I prepare probably as hard as anybody. But when I go home, um, those first three or four hours when I get home, I, I'm I'm all hands on deck. I'm turning the phone off. Um, the computer won't come out until my girls are in the bed and, you know, I can stay up another hour or so and get some work done. But it's work. And I think that's anything, uh, you know, you're going to work at anything you want to be successful. As, as far as this year's team is concerned, obviously huge improvements across the board, especially the offensive end. What do you think is maybe a determining factor in how this uh, how this spark has happened or, or just kind of how you guys have gone on this run? Well, I, I'll say this. You know, we've been through some some dark times around here, man. You know, going one in 28, uh, we have two guys on our team still that 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 have been through those times. Last year, uh, five and 19, and I think we lost seven games by, you know, five points or less or something like that, something crazy. So we've been through dark times, and the majority of that team is back. And then even going to this year, you know, I think our strength of schedule going into conference play was like 31 or 32, you know, so we played some really good teams, really good competition. And what we've tried to instill in our guys is understanding that, you know, along the journey, you know, you're going to go through, um, some 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 challenges you know but if if we can learn from those challenges you know it's the old saying a loss isn't a loss it's a lesson and if you can learn from that lesson you know eventually you'll break through if that belief in yourself and belief in your teammates uh stays priority number one and um coming out of christmas break that was the thing we i think more even more than x's and o's or you know trying to get back in shape we spent a lot of time together just talking laying things out on the table um reminding each other of you know what we said our goals were at the beginning of the year and and almost not almost we we recommitted you know to what we said and what our identity is and you know offensively we've been really good but you know to start conference the way we have you know holding teams to 29 percent from two 28 percent from three um again our identity we want to be on that defensive end so making that recommitment to each other and, and what our goals were I think may have been the biggest thing, you know, to put us in a, in a in this place that we're in now. Coach, talk about on the floor. I know you talked about defense. Obviously, you rank uh, amongst the top of your league. That's why part of why you guys are having success. What's the part that's? I mean, you're new at this technically, yeah. third no, year. Yeah. So what what is it like, kind of going through that process? And then what do you think as a coach? You probably, if you could pick two areas, I guess mm -hmm. that you kind of like. Okay, this is something we're going to be good at. Because I think when you naturally get a first head coaching job, you want to be good at everything, right? No question. And then so now there's something that not only the team did, but you did in your shift and your approach to kind of zero in on some things. You don't have to tell us everything, but what's a couple of things you zeroed in as as a leader? Well, I'll tell you this. The first thing I did, I think where I improved was I, I had like, you know, you hear coaches tell ask players all the time, like, hey, man, you got to trust me, right? Right. But the whole time, you know, you're trying to hold on to the reins offensively. Right. You know, you don't like you're trying to take care of the ball. You slow down. Like I literally I've let go, you know, um, last year with about three weeks left in the year. Um, uh, one of my one of my assistants, uh, Griffin McCombs, like, coach, you got to let these dudes go, man. You know, yeah. and I'm like, you think And he's like, yeah, you got to let them go. And 
you know, our, our offensive numbers picked up. You know, I told Terrell Burden, who's turned into a heck of a leader for us. I said, man, stop looking over at me, man. Call the game. You know, when I want to slow it down, I'll slow it down. And he's done a, a heck of a job of making sure uh, we take care of the ball. He's getting his teammates involved. So for me, I think I've, I've learned to trust them, um, take my hands off of it a little bit and allow them to be naturally who they are. Right. Um, and teach from that. Um, the other thing I think I've done um, is you, you hit it right on the head. You want to do, you want to be good at everything, right? right. It's not possible. It, it, it's really not, you know, but I think what I, what I've learned and I've, again, I've been fortunate. I've worked for some great people, but then I've also had the opportunity over the last two years to connect with guys like coach Conzo Martin at Missouri Right. Um, Coach Kelvin Sampson at, at, at Houston and the advice these guys have given me, uh, Dennis Gates at Cleveland State, you know, and, and when they're talking about, you know, planning a practice, you know, making sure, right. you know, you're hitting the things you want to be great at, right. you know. Um, and so I, I've improved in that area. Lastly, you know what I, I, I've done is I, I've I've left the referees alone. That's a big one right there. Huge. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like it, it kind of goes back to it. And I've never sat in that first seat in yeah. college. I've done it on the grassroots, but that's not the same. Yeah. But I have at least a little bit of taste. But my brother's yeah. a head coach. My wife's been a head coach. So yeah. I got a pretty inside look. And then I was right. seeing trends. And it feels like naturally you want to control to make sure that it goes a certain way. And then referees yeah. is another thing. You, you can't control them, but you want to try to, like, do something to make it go this way. So it sounds like a big thing for you is almost like letting go with your players a little more and with the refs and then yeah. just letting it, letting it be what it's going to be and leading it that naturally that way. No, absolutely. Because I, I tell you, the thing I realized was in the, like you, you, when you take over a program like Kennesaw, you know, and, and they've had success before division two, but yeah. when we took over here, like I would just, I felt like we didn't get any respect whatsoever, right. you know? So part of it is, part of it was, man, I wanted to fight for my my program. I wanted to fight for my team. Right. But what I, I, I never forget this, man. I never forget, uh, I can't remember who we were playing, but I, I probably argue with a ref three straight possessions. And find, I, I like something clicked and I'm like, man, what, like, hey, what's been going on in the game? I'm like looking at my assistant. <laughs> Because I don't even know what the last three possessions have looked like because so I'm, so, I'm so consumed by right, and he's not changing the call or you know whatever it is. Right. And I, I was just like, man, you know what, man, I gotta, I gotta get to a point where I leave, I leave it alone, you know, right. and let them actually let them do their job, let them work, you know. Right. And it, I, I'm sure it's been great for them, but it's been great for 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 us too because. I've just been able to coach our team now, you know, right. and, and when I'm, I think last thing I tell you is what I learned from Billy Kennedy is, man, if you can be even kill, yep. man, that's how your team is going to be. Yep. You know, he was the greatest at that. It would be times as an assistant, I'd be wanting to lose my mind. Like coach, right. man, you got to go off on these dudes. Right. You'd be down 20 at home and he's like, man, I'm not doing it. You know, and they come out and chop it to 10, chop it to five. And right. before you know it, you won the game. And it's because right. he stayed like this, you know, right. so he that he he was the best. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a certain element of that. And I give credit to you. And that's probably a big reason why you are in the seat you're in in first place currently. And in the big turnaround is 
Like there's a certain part you kind of have to get over yourself a little bit. Absolutely. Because you're kind of making it about you now. So I'm a parent. I have yep. three little ones. Yep. Five almost or almost five, almost three, and, and almost one. There you go. And then obviously doing, you know, different things from a business standpoint, you just feel like, oh, I got to control this. I got to control this. But you're kind of making it about you yeah. instead of just letting it be about them and just leading the best way you know how and then letting them have a chance to respond to it and have a chance to grow into those roles. And like you said about your point guard, if you're telling them what to do every day and I learned this actually in marriage, I, I give a quick, I give a quick insight of my world. So right. I learned this in marriage that if I want my significant other, my wife to be free, well then I can't react when she does something that I don't like that makes her not feel free. So it's almost like a coach that says, well, I want my guys to play with confidence, but when they take a certain shot, you're just like going crazy. Yeah. They're not going to play confident. So yeah. I kind of had to take that same lesson so I can relate it to what you're doing. And you basically are saying, I'm not making it about me anymore. I'm going to make it about the team. And yeah. within that, we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's ultimately like, that's what it was. Uh, and I didn't and be honest with you, Brian, either. I didn't realize that, you know, right. uh, none of us do. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, you get into the off season and you have time to like slow down and you got time to reflect. And I'm sitting here and I'm telling these guys I want them to be a reflection of me. But right. then I'm like looking at like I go back and I'm watching the games and, you right. know, I study I study uh, my sideline demeanor. And, right. man, I, I look crazy at times, you right. know, like just total like totally, you know, out of control. Right. And that's how our team would play. Uh, I, I sat with uh, Coach Grant, Anthony Grant at, from Dayton yeah. at a, at a, uh, down here at McEachin at a, at a tournament. And this is no joke. Like, I, I don't I don't know Coach Grant, you know, well, but like he's a guy that like, you know, over the years you watch him on the sideline and man, he that dude is he doesn't like man, he doesn't show anything. Right. And so I literally I leaned over to him and I'm not a, I ask questions, man. That's the one thing I learned as an assistant, man. Right. Ask questions. Right. And even as a head coach, I don't have it all figured out. Ask right. questions. But I asked him, I said, Coach, man, you know, your sideline demeanor is is so good, man. It's like. You know, like, how is it like, how do you do it? <laughs> you know, right. and, you know, he shared how and it made a lot of sense, you know. And and so not that I can. But the biggest thing he said was like, look, man, you got to be yourself. You know, right. however, you know, these steps right here are really important to take to make right. sure you, uh, you know, you're you're representing, you know, yourself and, and how you want your team to be on the court. And right. so that's what I, I, I've tried to focus on. You know, and, and again, it, it's really about now and it's helped me make it even more about the team. And I think our our guys see that our guys, they'll come and like they, I tell you the thing I love about this group. Before I would say, hey, man, like if you got a problem, come talk to me, you know, or right. if something going, come talk to me and not realizing that they didn't feel as approach as a right. like I was as approachable. Right. Whereas now, man, them dudes are coming. They say, coach, man, you got to You got to coach us harder. You right. know, man, coach, man, we you know. I know you want to go in here and get after today, man. We we need we need a lighter day today, right? You know, and I and I trust them when they say that because right. you know they work, they get after it, they fight, you know. So yeah, I think there's a part of that. It's like um, they feel like you're not going to be open to it. And I've been an assistant. Right. We've all been there. We've all yeah. been an assistant that has to be the bridge. Yeah. They don't want to go in there. It's like well, they don't feel like yeah. you're open. So it's like I'm wasting right. my time. But yeah. now it sounds like they feel like you're open, which is commendable to you to because yeah. that's such a big step when you have the right guys. I think about a, um, 
Um, Nick Nurse was talking about this with that Kawhi Leonard team, mm-hmm. kind of that collaborative leadership. Like you have to trust your own ability to help make them better, mm-hmm. but you also have to trust them and their desire to win to let them have some say so on some things. Absolutely. So it was like everybody's in this together versus like do what I say because I say it. We so, literally said all summer. It, we would always talk about, hey, fellas, it's not talent's not going to be the issue anymore. Right. You know, it has to become player led. Right. You know, it has to become player driven. And right. again, Terrell Burden and Alex Peterson, man, these guys have done a great job of that. You know, I think Chris Youngblood and Spencer Rogers, these they get a lot of notoriety. And it's and it's, you know, it's granted. I mean, they they they're great, man. They those two kids, uh, Spencer and Chris single-handedly changed the the culture of our program with their work ethic you know Mm. but Terrell Burton and Alex Peterson you know these guys are guys that everybody listens to they respect them you know and so you know they they become the catalyst you know of that player accountability that player player accountability not only being strong enough to share it but also being brave enough to accept it as well you know so it's it's fun to watch yeah, well said. Well said. Well, we know you got to run. Last one. Funny story for us. If you got one, either from home or from from the team or from being a head coach, something funny you did is you're like, man, I forgot my shoes and I had to wear some Nikes or whatever it may be. I'll give you I'll give you an even better one. Uh, and it's not even from now, man. This is the I think it's one of the best stories ever. So <laughs> 2000, 2009, 2010, I'm at Murray State. All right, and we we win the OVC tournament, and we're we're playing Vandy in San Jose, and uh, uh, it's not my scout, right? But it's my first NCAA tournament, um, and I mean I'm pumped, man. I'm I'm so hyped. Couldn't sleep the night before, and right. so you know you get to the gym. I think we were we were the second game. I think UTEP Butler was before us, so we get to the gym, and you know you got your hour before. So I go over in my my workout clothes. Right. Well, go back in the go back in the locker room, man, to put my suit on and my socks are at the hotel. All right. My socks <laughs> are at the hotel. So I got a, I got a, I think I have a black suit and I'm like, man. So initially, man, I'm gonna go out there like like uh Crockett and Tubbs for Miami Vice. I'm gonna like, man, I'm gonna <laughs> well, one of our managers has some black socks. And I'm like, hey, his name was Brandon Weisman. You might know Brandon Weisman. Yeah, I didn't know Brandon. He was was at Fresno. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So Brandon Weisman, I'm like, B. Weisman, man, let me get those socks, man. Like, you're going to be in the back of the bench anyway. Ain't nobody going to see you. He said, all right, man, coach, no problem. All right. So he gives me the socks. He put. He has a suit on, too. So he puts these white socks on. Well, you know, we we hit a buzzer beater, all right, to, yeah. to, beat, to beat Vandy in, in the tournament. And so on the dog pile, he runs and he jumps on top of the dog pile. And his legs are up in the air. His two pants are up. And his white socks on, right? And everybody, they're killing him. They're like, B, man, come on, man. You got white socks on, man. Like, you know, grow up. You know, they're on it, right? And, uh, and, he's, and so he's telling the story like, man, I gave my socks to Coach Amir. B. Weiss is like the he, – he was the, you know, the epitome of a team player, man. He's oh, like, no yeah, Coach, it makes sense, man. Like, yeah, oh. take these black socks, you know. So, take them for the team. Yeah, yeah that's great. Like, it was, it was great. But that was like – that's what made that group of kids at Murray State so special was like, man, they give you the socks if you needed them, man. It that's was awesome. great. Yeah, that's no, awesome. no doubt. Uh, well, Coach, we know you got to go. Good luck the rest of the way. Stay safe and uh, keep up the great work, man. We're pulling yep. for you, and you're welcome here anytime. We're rooting for you. And uh, yep. phenomenal job. Keep it up, man. Man, appreciate you guys, man. God bless. Same Thanks, to you. Man. All right. 
All right, we've got to let our boy Eli break it down. Obviously, another big-time guest. You can see how he's become a head coach, a uh, friend of mine. I didn't get to ask him about Be Ready Family, but I was going to. But that, we'll save that for next time. But, uh, no, just so happy for him and all that he's done um, to get to be a head coach. But then after you get there, to turn it around so many times, you're on the bottom, and it just feels like you can never get out of it. And I just love that he has this story not just kind of getting middle of the pack, but going from worst to first. And it's only three games, but just to be able to be in that position and talk about the growth that he's had, just, you know, you know that gentleman is going to be super successful and we're rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kennesaw State's been one of the really great surprises in college basketball this season. And just to go from where this team was in Amir's first year, as he said, 1-28, in 0-16 in A-Sun play. Second year, they were 2-13. And now through three games, it's three and zero start. That's already the most league wins that they've had uh, under Amir's leadership, and it's it's really just a testament to what he's done with this program. And I and I love the insight that he gave about kind of kind of letting things go and you know, letting the players play and and just let the refs ref and just kind of take an easier approach. I think I think so often coaches who take over maybe even first year coaches in general who are taking their first head coaching job kind of be like what you said they want to be able to control everything and they want to make sure that you know all the boxes are checked and that everything is aligned and it just it isn't realistic it's college basketball crazy things happen all the time and uh, it's everyone is dealing with something even the very best teams in the country are trying to figure things out and just to see where this program has gone, and uh, in just a short amount of time, it's it's a it's it's been really fun to watch. And they've already picked up a number of key victories, beating Florida Gulf Coast, which has traditionally been a, a great program in the A Sun. They beat them handily uh, to win at North Florida. I believe that's the first time they've done that since the mid two thousands as a program. So uh, these types of things really start to stack up when you when you see you know first time accomplishment in ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Uh, three and no start in a sun play. It's a huge deal for this program. They've got some guys who clearly have really bought in and a lot of continuity on this roster. So, you know, these players like playing for each other. It's, it's one of these teams. that's going to be fun to watch. A sun's a, a sun's a cool league. They've, there's got a lot of talent in there. Uh, Liberty of course is, is got Darius McGee and they've got an extremely talented roster. Uh, Jacksonville state, Florida Gulf coast, as we mentioned is usually in the mix. So, uh, plenty of opportunities out here for this program to get some signature wins and uh, really try to build things toward the ASIN tournament in March. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm, I'm excited for them. And um, just fun to see some of these programs that go from being, he referenced Baylor, that's probably one of the biggest ones that we've all seen and can point to. But there's been a lot of these teams and, and coaches and programs that have done it where you've gone from being at the bottom and get to where you're competitive. So love to see it. Uh, it's not easy. Anybody who thinks it is, you're crazy. Uh, so definitely much credit to him and uh, glad he came on. We'll look forward to seeing how they continue to fight in the league and we'll be talking more. Heat check. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.